Hello, and welcome to the Stage of Greatness. I am Danielle Francine, and I am here with my good friend, Kristen Alwine. She is the CFO of, what is your company called? It's beautiful. <laughs> Alignment CFO. Yes. So Kristen is here today, not as her boss CFO self, but as a mom. And today is actually the first time that she is sharing um, the story of her experience with her daughter, Riley. And our intention here today is to bring some light to those of you that have some of this darkness in your life that are going through something similar. Maybe you have someone in your life that is going through something similar. There's always light in the darkness, always. And we got a lot of that light here. <laughs> so I am going to open it up to Kristen. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. You're an amazing woman. And I mean, the second, you know, that we discussed you coming on here and you had shared that you were ready to, you know, talk about this, it was just like chills through my body and just like resounding. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for being open and being willing and being here. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah. So as Danielle said, this is the first time and it's now, I'm now ready. I'm now in a spot to be able to talk about the fact that it's been three years since the last time my daughter attempted suicide. Um, she is now 20. She is still, you know, processing and going through things, but at the same time, she is now identifying more as somebody who is happy, healthy, and occasionally has a day that doesn't seem as good. Um, whereas that was not always the case. Um, there was not one attempt, there was multiple attempts that she had on her life. Um, and this was after kind of years of being in and out of the system and going through therapy, um, still thinking that it was better to not take the next breath. And now she looks back at the last three years and she's like, I am so glad that it didn't work and that she has a whole new perspective on her life and what she can do and where she's going um but what i really wanted to talk about is from a mom's perspective right she has her own story and it's really her story she is aware and she knows that i am going to be on this crusade to help moms who have gone through it um but it's my story Right. It's the mom's version of what was happening. Um, you know, I was telling Danielle and I were talking a little bit and I said, you know, I, I didn't even realize how dark things were until I read some of her journals. And I'm not even sure she knows I've read some of her journals and they were like really scary. But what I realized and went through a lot of transformation um, went through that I have to fix her. How can I fix her, right? As a mom, what do you want to do? You want to protect your kids. Oh. You, you want to make them safe. You want everything to be better. And 
her being an only child also and her and I together because most of her life I was divorced and it was her and I mom always was able to fix it mm-hmm. right and why can't you just fix this mom yeah why why can't you just make it better yeah and not being able to do that plus at the time as I said part of this journey I was a single mom so I was working I was taking care of her mm-hmm. and I really didn't know what to do or where to go or what you know and I kept a lot inside yeah. because I took on the fact that am I a failure as a mom mm. is it is could I have done something different right I've replayed the divorce should I really have gotten divorced maybe I shouldn't have gotten divorced if I didn't get divorced would, would this have happened right you replay all of these decisions that you made thinking that you have some ability right some thought something that you could have done so you were, um, were you kind of like taking on some of that blame that she was trying definitely. to like, okay. you know, definitely taking on the blame that, right. That I could have done something differently, that if I did something differently, she, it, this wouldn't be the result. Right. Um, at the time I did not understand, have a clue about law of attraction at the beginning of this had no idea. I was just kind of going through the world, right? And you go to the doctor and then you go here. Now, what I knew because when I was was a CFO in corporate and I did and was a CFO of drug and alcohol and um, mental health, I I knew that there was always that switch, right? So you go to one and you get a new medication, you go to another, you get a new, right? And there's that constant change. And it's not a perfect system in the United States. Mm. It's not perfect for adults. And it's even less perfect for kids, right? Right. And here you have, right? This started when she was 13, Mm -hmm. 12, 13, right? So he or she's developing, she's changing and she's able to make her own decisions Mm -hmm. because in the United States at 13, she could tell and say whether she wanted these drugs, if she wanted to change and all this stuff. Um, So that was kind of like you're a parent, but you're taken out of the situation. Right. And you're dealing with the after. Right. Um, So the biggest lessons that I learned that I really want to get out there is understanding, right? The hardest thing I had to do is understand that she has her own path. Mm -hmm. Understanding that the only person that really could make things better was her. Yeah. When I started listening to Abraham Hicks and started to understand law of attraction and understand the emotional scale, understanding how our brains work mm-hmm. and that part of our subconscious, even though we don't like the feeling we're in, it's a known feeling. Mm-hmm. It's something comfortable. Right. So having conversations with her realizing that she literally is almost fighting with herself to get up to that next level of I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have negative talk in our head. Mm -hmm. Think about that on steroids, like by a thousand times, because ultimately when we've had conversations, that's what she's explaining. Yeah. Right. And we as adults can get all in our head. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about being a kid. 
Right. So now when you, when you say you were listening to Abraham Hicks and you learned about the emotional scale, right? Mm -hmm. So for those listeners that have no idea (laughs) what we're talking about, (laughs) would you kind of explain in a nutshell what that emotional scale is and what your aha was with that in relation Mm -hmm. to Kylie? Yeah. So one of the things about the emotional scales, we all have emotions, right? We can be in worry. We can be in bliss. We can be happy. We can be upset, right? But they're actually all vibrations. And the lower we are, right? The more kind of that negative energy that you're in. So understanding and seeing the emotional scale, realizing that you want to just go to that next step. Trying to go from complete depression to complete happiness and bliss is a really far jump in changing your vibration, changing how you are, and understanding that if you just go one level and then one level, right? And what I love about the emotional scale is there's anger in there and there's different emotions that if you look at where they are on the scale, you might not think that the person is getting better, but just like the stages of grief and you have your stages, right? You realize all of a sudden that, oh, wait, that's a better emotion. (laughs) Yeah. Anger is actually better than, so I'm going to take anger Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay with the anger. Um, so that was part of it. The other thing that I realized is the more that I thought of her as being healthy, mm-hmm. not being sick with a this because of, not adding all of those modifiers, seeing that little girl that I held in my arms when she was born mm-hmm. and thinking how precious and amazing she was, that she still was that little girl. Mm. and really having to stand in my own and have the light for her when she was going through all of what she was going through right and just holding that you know whether you want to say holding that space but just when I looked at her things started to get better when I stopped that oh my god what's today's going to bring yeah. Because we had some really bad days. Sure. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Right. When I started seeing in the morning and doing like this pre paving of seeing her at sleeping, which if you've ever seen your kids sleep, right, it's like that little angel that yeah. you had, right? Remembering that version of that person mm-hmm. and starting to see that version. Yeah. That healthy version. Yeah. And that that's so powerful. It I just had a conversation with my girl yesterday exactly about this. Our perception of the people in our lives can absolutely change how they show up. Mm-hmm. Right. So for example, sending somebody love that's treating you like shit. And you see that like, oh God, I'm going to, they're really going to give it to me today, right? Just sitting in a meditation and physically sending them love from your heart to their heart. And they start to show up differently. Mm -hmm. 
And you're saying the exact thing as for Riley, instead of looking at her like, oh my God, she's upset. She's depressed. She's angry. She's what is going to happen today? Like my perfect little girl. Mm -hmm. And then things started to shift. Right. And when I'm saying that perfect little girl, knowing that I was accepting and loving everything about her, Mm -hmm. even when everything did not seem perfect. Even when I didn't know how I was getting through the day, mm-hmm. even when we got to school or we, you know, the next step, or I got done the phone call, whatever the circumstances was, and I wanted to, and I just was crumbling inside, yeah. how I was showing up for her mm-hmm. was different. Yeah. So let me ask you, when you, when you say that, right, you're going through that while you're crumbling inside and you're choosing to see her in this way, did you, did you elicit like any emotions to go with that? Could you do that? Did you do that because it was such a, a tough time? So I had to start realizing that I needed to look at my, my anger, things from my past. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went on a journey with her. Mm -hmm. She doesn't necessarily know that, but I had to clear, (laughs) clear some of my own, right? Things that I was holding on to as a child and, you know, through my life and let go of some of those emotions. Um, and I had to start realizing that just like she was going through this emotional chain, um, bladder, I needed to do the same thing. And that the more I was comfortable at those different levels, I was seeing her differently. I was able to write less in my own negative talk. Right. So as much as her journey was about her there was a huge healing in it for myself as well um and it was great that I started and was able to find a different way seeing things differently being open to seeing things differently then I had all the belief systems growing up right I I would have fallen into um a lot of those kind of traps because now my belief system is so different. I also did something that most people wouldn't have done. And because of the fact she had already been in and out of the system, when we were going through this, she didn't go back in the system. She was still seeing a therapist, Mm -hmm. but we weren't going through the formal treatment because the formal treatments weren't working. Mm -hmm. And I really started treating it more like a drug addiction of every day is one day Mm -hmm. and we start with one day Mm. and as far as we're concerned today is a new day and when we woke up the next day it was a new day and we just you know her being able to help herself seeing how she could help herself and it it was just getting through one day yeah now was she um was she open with you through a lot of this like telling you about her experience and how she was feeling and 
yes and no, right? There is still that child that doesn't want to disappoint. Yeah. Right. That feels like they're now burdened. Right. And or granted, I didn't always help at that. Right. There were days I had to get to work. There were days that her acting and what she was doing didn't fit in my schedule the way I looked at it at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. so some of the reactions were yeah. as if it didn't fit into my schedule right <laughs> I can't do this right now <laughs> please halt <laughs> um you know and understanding right there was a lot of letting go of control that I was able to do yeah um and that also helped with seeing her differently, you know, and yeah. her being able to go through. I I am trying to imagine how that feels just because I'm not a mom, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have a child. I have animals for children. But to experience that with my child and know that no matter what I say and what I do, I can't take that away from her. I'm not the one in control. Mm-hmm. She's got to do it. So I need to let go of control and trust. Right? Like right. Said, she's got her own journey. She's got her own path. Trust that her inner being that she's going to follow that and whatever you can do. Right. You had said, um, that being her light, mm-hmm. one of the most important things, right? Letting go of control and just being that beacon for her. Like, I I just right. can't fathom the feeling of that. Like how hard that must have been to let go of control and just trust. Being a complete control freak most of my life. <laughs> or you know, literally. I mean, she, she will tell you, right. She was raised by a very different mom than the mom I am now. Right. Because I was, you know, a control freak and things needed to be this way and things needed. Right. And you have to do it this way or right. Cause that's what I was. That's how I was raised. And so what do you do? you be a little bit better. You take the things that you don't like from your parents you don't do them and then the rest of it you're like I'm gonna try this (laughs) yeah so with the sorry go ahead that's okay you know so with all that trial and error it was you know now she sees somebody very different now she sees somebody that after two years of college well she's a junior um and came and said hey i want to take a semester off right the old me would have been like are you crazy blah 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 blah, right and now i'm like great explore the world (laughs) i said what mom you okay did you take your medication (laughs) because i know that it's her journey Mm. and i know that she's going to be amazing at whatever she does Mm. and that she needs to find her way and why not find it at 20 versus at because eventually she's going to find it one way or the other she's going to find her way why not do it now then you know when she's 30 when she's 40 when she's 50 Mm -hmm. right let's let's process right there's a lot of trauma that she's gone through let's process it now Yeah. Right. And 
be able to be the best version of her healthy moving forward yeah versus what she thinks I expect or what the world expects or you know I'm like no you do you right that is the most important thing you do you and she's like really mom I'm like really (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question and I just need to ask because okay So with being a control freak pretty much your entire life, right? And just holding on to everything and having that power, right? To now letting go, what is responsible for you being able to do that? Is it you learning about the law of attraction and spirituality and inner being and source and everyone's journey and all of that? Or like, is it something specific that was like, Kristen, let go. There were a few things that happened and this was part of it, but understanding the universe. And one day I was driving to work and I was looking at the sun and I'm like, the sun comes up, sun goes down. And I had nothing to do with it. And it was like, it hit me <laughs> as I'm driving. Like, wait a second. How many other things are absolutely amazing and perfect in this world? And I had no control over it. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Maybe it's time to let go. Maybe oh. holding on is actually worse than letting go mm. and trusting it mm. and so every day when I you know before I went back out on my own and to have my own company when I was driving to work I would just look at the sun and be like yep have nothing to do with you have nothing to do with the moon somehow <laughs> the planets all stay right we're not hitting anything <laughs> all right you're pretty amazing yeah oh why don't i in some respects put this in your hands and know that it's going to work that it's going to be the best thing um and so that's pretty much now how i've lived my life since then Mm. and it's absolutely amazing um it is what was enabled me to go back out on my own and have my own company which i absolutely love to have a whole different life um than I had and I'm like this is really nice right um letting go of control is absolutely amazing yeah um so there is one other thing that I do want to say is right everybody's journey is different so this is my experience right and I can tell you as my experience with my daughter And it doesn't mean that it's going to be the exact same experience that you have with your child that's going through this. And always know that you're, if you are talking to children, right, it is also their perception. Because I literally had a mom decide to somewhat take some things in her own hands, not knowing the backstory. And it ended up that she kind of convinced my daughter to go into an overnight inpatient um, facility, which knowing my daughter was the absolute worst thing 
and my daughter is still going through the trauma. And I appreciate that the mother thought that she was doing the right thing, but the, the mother didn't know the six years before. The mother didn't know the in and out of what therapy she had gone through. The mother didn't know anything. Right. Just was taking it from, well, I had this experience. So, and it worked out for me. So therefore I think it's the best thing. Right. Which was not. Kids are different. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just be aware. Right. And as a parent, if you can find people that have gone through it to at least understand, right. To be supportive as you're trying to be your child's light, you need somebody to be your light. Yeah. Right. To be able to have that support, not to be commiserating and bringing up the vibrations and all of that again, but just to have somebody that is there to listen and to have that support. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I had. It's not something that I thought was available. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, I wish that I had probably reached out more. Yeah. Um, the other thing being, right, the more you talk about it, the more you're telling it to other people, the more, which is why it's taken me three years to finally say it, you're bringing all of that vibration back up. Mm you're still identifying with that person that's going through it. Yeah. And so it's really important to be aware, right? It's just like complaining, right? If you're around a whole lot of people that are complaining and they're all in that misery of complaining, you're in that energy, right? So it's great to talk and to share, but you don't need to talk and share with every person you see. Right. Pick a handful that are your support system Mm -hmm. and be able to move, right? And at this point, part of the reason that Riley is doing well, right? We used to celebrate that it had been one year and it had been two years since the last time. And she's like, mom, you know what? I don't want to identify that way anymore. Mm. I don't want to identify with the person that used to or that had committed and had attempted. She's like, that's not who I am. Oh, I love that. And I love that she said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this year we didn't go out to dinner. We didn't celebrate. She didn't insist that I write a long post of how it's been. (laughs) Um, You know, and I'll tell people as they're starting to identify and they want to identify with a different version of themselves, right? Smoking is probably one of the easiest things that if you've ever smoked, you identify as a smoker, you start talking about, oh yeah, I used to smoke, right? To get that connection. Well, you're re-bringing that identity up, right? Every time you're doing that, you're reinforcing it, which is very different than I don't smoke, Mm -hmm. right? I'm at a new identity. It might've been, Mm -hmm. but I'm not bringing up those emotions. I'm not bringing all of that up again, which is why it's literally taken me three years to finally be able to tell my story because I can finally have the conversation without all of the emotion of the six years. Yeah. 
And so like what comes to my mind, as you're saying, you know, for, for women or even men that are going through this, you know, to have that support, to have those people to talk to about it so that you can share your experience just for them to hold space for you to express Mm -hmm. your emotions. Right. Yes. So like when I was going through my divorce, like in the thick of it, when I was still in the house with him right after he moved out and I was basically like falling apart, like crying hysterically every day, my mom, I would just call my mom. Just call me. Even if you just want me to sit on the phone when you cry and say nothing, that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did a lot of times. And then I would just talk. I would let it all fly. She wouldn't give me advice. She wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't try and guide me. She would just listen. Mm-hmm. Right. And hold that space. And I feel like because of that, I mean, it was her and there was one other woman that I'm close with, an older woman, same thing. I would call her just all of that. I think that because I was able to do that throughout the entirety of it, I was able to heal from it so much faster because I let everything move through me and let it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So having that space is huge. And you also being able to be that space for your child, Mm -hmm. knowing that you can be that space for them. Right. You know, and Riley didn't want people to look at her like she was sick, right? So she started not going to her grandparents, not doing certain things because she's like, mom, they just think I'm sick. Yeah. And I get the looks on my on their face, right? Or the disappointment. Um, And then I also had to learn, like, I used to lean on my dad, but then my dad would take on all of that. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. And I'm like, well, that's not good for him. Yeah. So that is part of, you know, with my husband um, now, right? Part of the talks were with him and part of the talks were journaling and really being within my own, but it would have been nice. It probably would have gone faster Mm -hmm. if I had that Mm -hmm. support because you do, you feel alone. You feel that it's your fault. You know, there's so many things that run through your head and just having an outlet. Yeah. And I think really like for anyone going through anything, whether it's a mom experiencing what you did or Riley experiencing what she did or going through a divorce or being, you know, molested when you're, when you're young or whatever age, we always think that it's something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like a shame or guilt. So there's always that reluctancy to share And when really in reality, it's like, no, we want to help the people that we love going through that. Right. You know, so it takes so much courage to really step forward and, and like clarify that, Mm -hmm. right. Let that person know, like there, you're not wrong. You're not bad. You didn't do anything. Like you're, you're perfect. Mm -hmm. Let's get through this. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. so what what would we go ahead were you gonna say something no I was just waiting for you to ask the next question (laughs) um yeah so if there was if you could give like one like nugget to moms that may be experiencing this 
for them to kind of like have that shift that you did or like know that, yes, this is going to be okay. Like what, what would that thing be that you would want to serve them on that silver platter? (laughs) I wish there was one thing. It's, there is definitely an openness and a trust in the universe, in source, in God that everything is going to work. Mm-hmm. It's seeing the good in their child and to be able to work through whatever guilt blame that they have. So it's really kind of taking the combination of those three. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can take one individually and it be kind of that magic pill. Right. Right. You've got to do the inner work, which when you're looking and going, but it's, but it's my kid. What do you mean? I need to do the inner work. Yeah. Yeah. This is not about me. (laughs) It kind of is also (laughs) like you feel yourself to help Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. Right. It's about you being full because I saw how I responded. Right when I was under stress, when things, and I thought that it was happening to me and how could this be happening to me versus it's just happening, right? Right. It's more and worse on her. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm just kind of like playing a role in her movie. Right. Right. Um, And how can I best support her, Mm -hmm. but know that she needs to fix it. And we had conversations about it. I was like dead honest with her that I couldn't fix it. Mm-hmm. And that if she wanted to, and this was to work, she had to pull herself out. Yeah. And she had to do the work. No therapist, nobody was going to be able to do it. She had to. Yeah. And that in itself is powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many people will say like, oh, this medication, you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. therapist they're great right oh here mm-hmm. yeah and you know I've read a lot of books about depression I've done a lot of studying as far as how your subconscious and how your brain works and your brain literally can override the medicine oh absolutely Yep. You know, and so therefore the medicine isn't the perfect answer at all, but you get so caught up on the, oh, the medicine's going to work, or this is going to work, or that's going to work, you know? And even when you start going through this process and they're like, well, you're, we're going to try this combination and it's going to take a while for her system to get used to it. And it might not be the right combination. And you're like, you're experimenting with drugs on my kid. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you just want her to be better. You're going to, okay, try anything. Try anything. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, so I have to wait now. Oh, okay. But it'll be better. <laughs> Release control. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah it's really a crazy crazy system um yeah and i i can't obviously i know that the drugs definitely can work and can help Mm -hmm. 
um, do I think at times we don't understand. She is very, um, she has a lot of empath, right? She has a lot of energy and properties and picks up everybody's energy. And of course, that's not taken into consideration. It's not even something I knew yeah. when this first happened. And right? doctors don't know about that either. Or no, that, yeah. that, that is not part of the, right? So having that understanding now, I might have done things differently, but I can't change anything. Right. You know, I did what I needed to do at the time. Yeah. And... I mean, now that you know all of this, would you have done things differently back then? Maybe. And there's a reason that you know all of this now and that you're sharing this too. You know? So it's like people that are are experiencing this that don't have anybody to see this different perspective. Like that's that's huge. Okay, so we had some technical difficulties there. Not sure what happened and <laughs> didn't want to leave everyone hanging on a, we have no idea where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yes, I think we were saying something about, um, I'm not sure, holding space, <laughs> love attraction, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But yeah. Oh, oh, so what we were saying was, you know, if you had known all of the things that you know Mm -hmm. now, would you have done things differently? And maybe, right? But there's a reason that you do know all of these things now. And there's a reason why now you are starting to share what your experience Mm -hmm. was and what you know. So that other people, right? Like we said in the beginning, it's like, there's always going to be darkness and there's always light in the darkness and you're bringing light to people's darkness, which is amazing. So thank, thank you. you for sharing. No yeah. You know, I just would love to be able to support and help and make just, even if it's one person know that they're not alone. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you want to, if you want to share how people can contact you, or if you want them to reach out to me to get your contact information, if somebody needs support, if you want to share that, totally awesome. Well, this is going to sound crazy, but I pretty much live on Facebook these days. There you go. (laughs) Find her on the phone. Um, Right. You know, and send me a message, right? You can yeah. friend request me and send me a message saying, Hey, I heard you on the podcast and this is what's going on. Yeah. Um, every is, once in a while I post. What is your you Facebook? Know. Facebook is Kristen Allwine. Okay. Awesome. So, and your name. Simple. Yeah. Your name. So Kristen's name spelling, all of that will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find her. And again, she's amazing. Reach out to her. You feel like you know her forever. She's the sweetest woman. So yes, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. And I think we're going to be talking again in a couple of weeks about some other stuff and things, which I'm super looking forward to. Yes, I'm excited. But this is really good. I'm really glad. And I am so glad that I'm finally able to talk about this. Me too. So thank you. You're welcome. All right, my love. I will see you later. 
Goodbye, yes. everybody. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you on the next show. Bye. Yeah.